Welcome back to the Ignite and Inspire podcast, a podcast dedicated to sparking inspiration from everyday life and experiences. My name is Summer Van and I'm your host. No matter who you are, sparking inspiration is something you have to be intentional about. So give yourself props for tuning in and capturing a bit of inspo. In last week's episode, we talked about self-auditing and checking in with yourself. So before we hop into today's episode, go ahead and hit a body scan. Ask yourself how you're doing and determine what could make this day a little bit better. I'll kick off. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I am exhausted. (laughs) My commute has changed significantly. My commute to and from work has changed significantly and my body is still getting adjusted. So to make my day better, I will be going to sleep. I will be going to bed immediately after recording this episode. Um, I also am adjusting to a new recording environment. As you can hear, my co-hosts in the back. If you don't know, I have a little pup. So if you ever hear little pitter patters in the back of my episodes, that's my co-host. We're in a new space because for whatever reason, my normal recording area is just not, not conducive today. So bear with me and go ahead and hit your body scan and check in with yourself so we can go ahead and hop right in. In today's episode, I want to talk about rejection. Now, if your heart sank a little bit when I said that, let's mentally hold hands and walk in that discomfort together. I'm hoping that by the end of this episode, our outlook on rejection and everything that comes with it shifts even just a little bit. Um, Let's also keep in mind that not all rejection is romantic and we have to learn to process all forms of rejection. Understanding that this topic is a little dense, please prepare to open your hearts and minds. Let's just lay it out on the table. Rejection sucks sometimes. It doesn't always make sense. Sometimes it's confusing and it may seem unjustified, especially as a kid. I've always been someone who needs to understand the reasoning behind things, which makes going through this life thing a little hard because we live in a world of unjustifiable occurrences and situations. I recognize that I probably got on my parents' last working nerve as a child because I just need to know why. I just need to understand. I just need to get to the bottom of things. And most of the time it was cool and my parents embraced it. My dad would even joke sometimes and claim like, oh, we're playing 20 questions. But those who grew up in Black households especially know that asking why in some cases is a sign of quote-unquote disrespect. Now that I'm older and able to think multidimensionally, I understand why they approach certain situations the way that they did. But I won't deny the impact that facing rejection at an early age without understanding or like getting that why, that justification, I won't deny like the impact that that has on myself and the way I perceive myself um, and some of my actions. An easy example that some of us could probably relate to, or some of you all can probably relate to, is talking back. And I'm going to put finger quotes, just imagine them, around talking back. Um, Because in my mind, I was just explaining my reasoning for doing or saying whatever. 
um, and that equated to disrespect. I remember going through a period, it probably was puberty, I don't quite remember the timelines, but there was a season of my life, of my childhood, where my parents and I, we was just going at it because I couldn't understand why, and I needed that, my brain needed that, and in their eyes, it was disrespectful for me to ask why, Um, and what ended up happening was out of frustration, I would just, I started to be silent and they would ask like, what are my thoughts? Cause they knew I had thoughts. I always have thoughts. They would ask like, how do I feel? What are your thoughts? And I would feel stuck because I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know if a response was acceptable. I couldn't understand the delineation between me justifying or like explaining my thought process versus me talking back so i just went silent and whenever i was scolded i that's just what i learned to do and i felt so conflicted because i couldn't understand but eventually i learned to navigate that with my parents and it ultimately grew my relationship with them because we were able to actually talk through Um, situations and I was able to get the why that I needed but I also understand why they again took the approach that they did especially while I was younger Um, because some things are just hard to explain even um, doing more research and more introspective work everything makes a little bit more sense now Uh, rejection strikes at our need for acceptance and belonging so it makes sense as to why I was like searching for what was socially acceptable or what was acceptable for my parents in those early stages of my childhood. Uh, In the early stages of evolution, of human evolution, uh, those who were accepted were more likely to reproduce and had higher survival rates. And you wanted to do what you needed to do to avoid being rejected from a group, from your tribe, whatever the case may be. I say all of this to say it's important to remember that you're not emotional or weak if you experience any feelings of rejection or like disappointment or any of the things that come with rejection because it's biological, it's innate, and your emotional reaction to personal disappointment isn't under your control. What is, is your reaction and your response to these situations um, creating these feelings? And I want to credit a lot of um, Erin Toe's work. I read a blog from Better Up and she kind of broke down like rejection, some of the different phases that you go through, uh, some of the different feelings that you experience like the lack of clarity and understanding. We talked heavily on that one. Even like the learned helplessness that comes with rejection. For example, me going silent whenever I was being scolded or whatever. Um, Humans are inherently socially driven or socially minded and rejection can often lead to negative introspection or perception of oneself. Um, It also could feel like you just wasted your time or energy. So I think... I wanted to talk about this, especially since many of my listeners are in this young adult phase, either 20s or 30s, and 
we are still working through rejection. Some of us are a little further along in that journey than others, but I hope that this inspires us to be more cognizant about the rejection that we face in our lives and how we navigate it. The blog goes on to break down the five phases of rejection being denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And if any of these sound familiar, it's because they can also translate to some of the stages of grief. Now, this all sounds a bit dramatic, but when you think about it, whether it takes you three seconds or three months, you almost have to grieve the no or grieve the rejection rather. The time in which we live in these phases of like denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, whatever, differs from person to person and from situation to situation. What's a little less consistent is how we react to these feelings. So some of us go through these phases of rejection differently than others. Some of us respond differently than others. And that's where like communication comes into play, especially when you're thinking about romantic rejection, things of that nature, Um, or even in some of your platonic or familiar relationships. You may be curious as to why someone is reacting the way they are, but the way that they process rejection is different than the way you may process rejection. It's all different from person to person. And as a community, we have to be cognizant of that and We have to give one another grace. Um, Everyone eats rejection differently. Everyone reacts to it differently. And some people self-internalize it a bit more. Others show their feelings towards rejection on their face. And some wear it on their sleeves. There's no wrong or right way to navigate rejection. And trust, I'm no expert to processing or managing. But again, I did want to discuss it on the show so that we can all not only navigate it together, but actually be encouraged and motivated to mature in how we process rejection. I am currently in a season of getting comfortable with rejection myself. Transparently, it feels like between myself and the universe, I am eating rejection left and right. I mentioned it in my last episode, but I'm working with a financial coach to learn healthy money management. And while I'm extremely excited and blessed to have the opportunity to do so, it's hard, y'all. It's hard. (laughs) For so long, I've lived my life by the motto of you only live once because like you do, you only live once. But you only live once. Yellow is not always responsible. And Prior to living in New York, I like was totally fine managing my money. Now, granted, we weren't in a recession, but I lived in cities where money management was just a little bit more feasible. New York, New York is just a little tougher, but I knew this coming in, right? I truly think God does everything for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and... I knew coming to New York that one of my learning lessons would have to be developing actual financial management habits and skills outside of just, oh, I'm going to invest this dollar. I'm going to save this dollar. I'm going to spend this dollar. Like, I I have to be critical of where every single dollar, dang near every single penny is going. 
So I'm grateful for the experience to be put in the position. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be put in a space to be forced to learn these lessons because living where I was living, I, you know, I was comfortable. I'm not going to lie. But one thing that I really value is developing actual habits that I could one day pass on to my kids. That's another story for another day. Back onto the topic of rejection. I've been having to tell myself no, which means also telling a lot of my family and friends no as well. And it's been hard. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I'm about to... This is the segment. This is the part of the show where I'm about to read myself for filth. Not just on finances, but just on rejection in general. Um, I'm going to live at my age. Feel free to do it. (laughs) Do the same. No pressure. No beef, no smoke. But thankfully, my people are extremely understanding and supportive of my boundaries, of my goals. But it's me. I am the problem here. I recognize this. I acknowledge this so that I can process and move forward. I find myself hesitating when I need to tell other people no sometimes, not just when it comes to finances, but even if it's like going to an event or going to a party or going on a trip, like I struggle. Ah, I struggle telling people no. There's two different scenarios, right? Either in my heart of hearts, I don't want something, but I want to spare others' feelings, so I hesitate to try and soften the blow, or or I hesitate because my heart and flesh are competing with my mind, and I struggle with my id and my ego decision-making. Um, for those that don't know, id being like the primitive, impulsive part of our psyche or our instincts and desires versus like our ego, which is more rational, more conscious. Um so thinking like the impulsive versus the the rational and the logical um some of this is heavily tied to me being a recovering people pleaser but i'm also working on developing the comfort to tell people no and it's funny because sometimes i feel this out-of-body experience of working up the courage to deliver this calculated message to tell people no and they end up not receiving what i thought could be a nasty rejection in the way that I imagined them to receive it. And most times people don't even get worked up because they love and respect me, but I'm the one toying with this rejection. I, I realize that I am really rejecting myself. I'm gonna pause there because that one was dense. Maybe not for you, but it was dense for me. (laughs) The real rejection is not the rejection to my friends and family. It's the rejection to myself, especially being an extrovert. Oh my goodness. I feed off of energy. I feed off of other people. And now my um, energy has to be fed in ways that are conducive for the life that I want for myself. So I have to I have to tell myself no. I'm also in a season where my heart and passions aren't in alignment with what my reality And it feels like the universe is telling me no. Like, I know the life that I want to live for myself. But right now, my reality is not in alignment with what I want. And it feels like a big, fat no. A big, big, fat no. There's so many things I want to do. But I'm simultaneously navigating various barriers between the time I spend working or the time I spend commuting. If you know, you know. 
navigating my financial goals, whatever the case may be. Living at my edge, I've been navigating comparison and envy in my journey to comfortability with this like whole rejection thing, right? Like I'm telling myself, no, Summer, don't go to the club on Friday because you need to save your coin. But I'm also like having extreme FOMO. But we're working through it, right? We're not just sitting here complaining. We're working through it, of course. I'm in this rut where I'm feeling burnt out in areas, imbalanced, unfulfilled, and a few other things. It's tough. And I'm saying all of this because I don't think there's ever a point in life where we're just comfortable with rejection. Like, there are the minor rejections, okay, whatever, like, oh no, McDonald's ice cream machine is broken. We live to see another day. But there are some rejections that are hard to chew. However, we should still try our best to navigate rejection in constructive ways. Multiple things can be true at the same time, right? So though I'm feeling all these things, I'm also feeling blessed and gracious. These quote-unquote life rejections are forcing me to build stronger connections with myself, stronger habits for myself, and it's forcing me to be critical about the life that I want to live. And it's like, if you want it, be about it, do it. It's going to take drastic shifts and changes to create the life that you want to live. And that is going to have to come with putting on my big girl panties and telling the world no, telling myself no. (laughs) In situations like this, again, the big thing for me is seeking clarity. I appreciate when I have an understanding of why I'm being told no or why I'm telling other people no or being denied or rejecting or being rejected. It's not always guaranteed, but it does help me from an open communication standpoint for me to process and gain a sense of closure almost. It also helps me to learn more about others, the people around me and situations that I'm experiencing. Another thing that I try to do is keep in mind that everything happens for a reason. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode, but there's a reason that people say no or that situations don't happen the way that I envision them to. And even though the feeling in the moment feels quite literally insane, I do believe that God is a purposeful, intentional God and everything every moment of my day, every second of my day is with purpose. I've also been talking to one of my friends about this, but God, sometimes he has to bring you to your breaking point. Sometimes he has to bring you to the point of being so fed up that you, your only other choice is to change your ways, change your habits. It sucks that sometimes we have to do this. We have to reach our breaking point in order to get the wake up call. But It's also amazing because at that breaking point, you realize that you've also reached your blessing point. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. Your breaking point, the point in which you are so fed up that you have no point but to change yourself, your situation, or your environment, in that split moment, your breaking point can also become your blessing point. I'm going to just say, if I'm not there now... (laughs) I feel extremely close. (laughs) I feel extremely close. Um, Lastly, similarly to how in dating, you have to kiss a couple frogs to find your, your prince or your princess, right? 
I remind myself that with every rejection, we bring ourselves closer and closer and closer to our purpose. We bring ourselves closer and closer to the situation, the environment that is meant for us. It's all trial and error, right? Every experience is a learning experience. You walk into a room, it's not the room for you. You still walk out learning one new thing. You learn either what you like, what you don't like. You learn what you need, maybe things that derail you, you know. Every step that you take is a learning opportunity and therefore they're needed experiences in order to get you closer and closer to your purpose, to your, your, where you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be. And we can't get there if we're constantly living in a world of yeses. If everybody in the world told us yes, how do we know what's really for us? How do we, how are we actually being pruned and molded and getting closer and closer to this quote unquote perfection, right? Like how are we evolving if we're constantly living in a world of yeses and that I feel at peace with rejection. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy, but I feel an air of peace knowing that what's for me will not pass me. Whatever God has in store for me, it's enlightening, it's fulfilling, it's a blessing overflow, it's sustainable, it's peaceful, and so, 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 so much more. I receive abundance. Abundance is meant for me. These blessing overflows are meant for me, and I'm ready, you know? So bring on the rejection. Bring on the rejection. speak for y'all but i'll definitely need to reflect after this episode um so before i go to bed definitely gonna take a moment just to journal and pray and reflect it was on the denser side for myself and maybe that's because i am in a season right now i'm in a season i'll just leave it at that i'm in a season just to recap in this episode we got real about rejection I'm always down for calling a spade a spade. Rejection is not always a breeze. It's not always a walk in the park. Sometimes rejection straight up sucks. But it's important to remember that those feelings that we have towards rejection aren't random. It's all biological. It's quite literally in our human build for us to respond to rejection the way that we do and feel the feelings that we have towards rejection. However, especially after listening to this episode, I know we can be more intentional about unpacking how life's no's make us feel and why they make us feel the way that we do. We shouldn't control our emotions. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not a proponent of controlling emotions. We need to debunk that. But we can be mindful of our emotions and our feelings and how those feelings translate to actions. Be mindful of how those actions impact others. Lastly, we talked about the blessings that rejection can bring, whether it's in your dating relationship life or your everyday life, your familial life, your work life, whatever it may be. We have to kiss a couple frogs to get closer and closer to what's meant for us. If this episode touched you in any way, if you enjoyed it, if you hated it, if you loved it, please leave a rating and a review. So not only will I be able to see your thoughts, but so that the algorithm can push this message to someone who may need a little push to evaluate how they're processing lives of rejections. 
You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Ignite and Inspire Podcast and follow me personally on my platforms. I've linked all of these things below in the show notes. I want to thank you sincerely for your time, for listening, and I can't wait to get inspired with y'all in next week's episode. Chat soon.